This ain't no pit bull. It's <laughs> my guy right here. I have no idea who this is. Who is this, Pebble? I have no idea. It's in part of Tony's rotator collection. Oh, come on, you guys. Who French, is French Montana. French Montana? Yeah. Uh, awesome. <laughs> I have no idea. Damn right here. Come on, Dario. Anyways, welcome back to Homer and Tony. You're listening to French Montana. If you didn't know, now you know. If you don't know, now you know. Your cousin sub of the day, Dario Melendez, filling in for Homer's on assignment. I'll be here tomorrow as well. And then I found out next Friday I'll be here as well because Homer's off. You're so here we'll tomorrow get, too, right? I'm tomorrow? here tomorrow and then next Friday. Uh, big news out of Badgerland today. Uh, I was talking to a, a couple of my sources. It's fun because when I was at Bally, I was I, I mean, you develop all these relationships. You're not allowed to use them because you're, you're a team partner with everybody. Uh, yeah. So I was actually allowed to use it and... Uh, my, my, my person was like, hey, man, I got some big news for you. Uh, there might be a, a, an injury in the quarterback room, and my first thought was Graham Mertz. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> the season's over already. Then he said Chase Wolf. I'm like, well, it, it's a good it's good news that it's not Graham Mertz, but also it, it just shows you how thin that quarterback room could get. So uh, Chase Wolf, which has now been confirmed by uh, head coach Paul Chris, is going to miss a significant amount of time after t- tearing his uh, meniscus last week in practice. And with more on this, let's bring in a – Jesse Temple, who covers the Badgers for The Athletic. And and Jesse, when you first spoke with Chris and you heard the news about Chase Wolf missing a significant amount of time, what was your initial reaction? Well, obviously, that it stinks for Chase. He's a fifth-year senior who's been a career backup, and he's the only quarterback on the roster other than Graham Mertz, who has played in a college game. So Wisconsin's got to move on now and figure out what it's going to do Um source I spoke to said that it could be anywhere from six weeks to four months. He had the surgery today. He's already had the surgery. Um, obviously, if it's on the short end of that, then potentially he could be back, but certainly he also could be done this year. So um, that's kind of where things are at for, for Chase. And with Wisconsin's program, they better hope that Graham Mertz can stay healthy this season because the other options are Deacon Hill, who's a redshirt freshman that was on the scout team last year, and Miles Burkett who was a true freshman that was in high school last year. Neither of those guys has obviously played in a college game. Yeah, I was going to ask about that, because obviously with Hill and Burkett, obviously we know Miles pretty well down here. He led Franklin to a title last season uh, for Southeastern Wisconsin. But, I mean, uh, of those two, have you been able to watch either of them closely? Because I know uh, Wisconsin's pretty uh, sheltered and closed off when it comes to practices. Yeah, so there were four practices that were open to reporters during fall camp. Uh, we had a chance during the spring to see, I think, the last 12 of the 15 practices. Got a better look at Deacon Hill then. Deacon's been a third-string quarterback throughout uh, fall camp up until Chase's injury. Um, and the last open practice was also open to fans, and there was a bit of a scrimmage. And the only two quarterbacks we saw were Graham and Chase. Um, having said that, I think Deacon has made considerable strides since last season. If you talk to anybody around here, about Deacon, the first thing they bring up is the arm strength. He's got as much arm talent as, as anybody on the roster. He can throw that thing 60 yards on a rope, but it's not all about dropping in 60-yard passes. He's got to develop some touch. He's worked on his body. I think he looked a little bit better in the fall. Um, he's got a little bit more agility. He's certainly not a running quarterback by any means. He's 251 pounds on the fall camp roster, but he was listed at 262 in the spring. So he told me this fall that he worked on developing a better routine, taking things more seriously off the football field in terms of his diet and conditioning. Um, so there's a, an awful lot of talent there, but also some unknown because, as I said, the last game that he played in, he was a high school senior out in Santa Barbara, California, a couple of years ago. 
So there really is a big difference between Miles and Deacon, it seems like, because I don't think Miles is the guy that's going to want to stay in the pocket as much and try to maybe show off his athleticism a bit more than Deacon would. But if, let's say, hypothetically, Mertz ends up going down, I mean, who do you think would be the best fit to kind of pick up the reins and run the offense? Well, it's tremendously difficult for a true freshman to come in and play. Even Graham Mertz in 2019, when he was here, uh, only appeared in two games in a reserve role because Jack Cohn was the starter. Um, If I had to guess, I would say that it's Deacon primarily because he's already got a year in the system. That means a lot. And I know that Bobby Ingram has come in, his new offensive coordinator, and so it was a bit of a reset button for everybody. But I do think that that year in the program makes a difference. And you're right, it's it's different playing styles. I remember talking to Miles when he was about to enroll because he did have spring practices. He, he enrolled early so he could participate in them. And one of the things that he said he felt like he did well was kind of off-schedule plays um, when things don't go your way, when the pocket does break down, that he can kind of make something out of nothing. Um, what he did as a thrower, though, in high school, incredibly impressive. He completed over 71% of his passes last year when he led Franklin to that state championship. That sort of thing does not happen very often at the high school level. So I don't know that he's necessarily ready right now, but look, things happen as we see in college football. Players get hurt all the time. Um, it's, a, it's not a great situation for Wisconsin if something were to happen to Graham, but it could be the situation that Wisconsin winds up in. Talking with Jesse Temple, covers the Badgers for the Athletic. Now, obviously, if something were to happen with these these quarterbacks, and look, let's be honest, even if Graham Mertz is healthy the entire year, most of the offense is going to run through one guy, and that's Braylon Allen. Uh, when, when you look at this backfield that the Badgers have and enter this 2022-23 campaign, I mean, the Badgers have been known for being running back you. Where does this rank, in your opinion? Now, look, this is really early. It's only his second year. This might be an unfair question, but where does this rank with some of the best backfields that we've seen the Badgers produce? Well, I think you nailed it. It's an extremely unfair question simply because we haven't seen the three of these guys together in this way this season. And the, the three would be Braylon Allen, Ches Malusi, and Isaac Arendo. Now, Braylon tweeted a picture uh, during the offseason of the three of them, and it was juxtaposed with an image of Monte Ball, James White, and Melvin Gordon. Well, that's the best trio that uh, you're going to have. We saw what they did uh, when, when the three of them were unleashed back in that Big Ten championship game against Nebraska. Man, that was so fun, wasn't it? Oh my pretty gosh! Special, pretty special when they post seventy points. And Paul Christ said that's a that's a pretty good group that you want to measure yourself against. I'm not going to put this Wisconsin trio up with them right now, but we saw what Braylon did last year. He didn't even play the first four games and emerged as the number one back. By the time Chesma Lucy got hurt, I think Braylon's in for a special season. He's put in all that work. He's as strong as ever. We know that's been a um, an aspect of his game, even when he was in high school. It comes down to whether Ches Malusi and Isaac Arendo can stay healthy. Obviously, both of those players suffered season-ending injuries last season. Malusi had a torn ACL. Uh, Garendo had a, a torn Lisfranc ligament that he suffered in warm-ups of the Illinois game. Garendo's had injury issues his entire career. When healthy, he's one of the fastest guys on the team. He's listed as the starting kick returner. And I think that Wisconsin would be wise to use Braylon and Ches in tandem. I don't think this is a situation where you want to ride Braylon 25-plus carries a game because Ches is a tremendous talent as well, and it helps keep keep both of those guys fresh. But to answer your question, I think there's a lot of potential here. It could wind up being one of the better groups as long as they can stay healthy because they're going to ride the running game. They've got a, what appears to be on paper a tremendous offensive line, and there are still questions about what this passing game is going to look like, even if Graham Mertz has looked better. It's a new wide receiver core that he's going to be working with as well. I think Garendo is probably the most interesting one to me because you look at last year, obviously he had the injuries. He played 
what, only, uh, what, 23 snaps, but he averaged seven yards a carry. I mean, if this guy could stay healthy, Jesse, like I said, it's really early, but man, that could be a really nice trio if, if Garendo can somehow stay healthy, which, again, as you mentioned, hasn't been able to do. Yeah, now those numbers last season were inflated because he broke off an 80-plus-yard touchdown run early in the season. Um, obviously didn't get a lot of touches and then got hurt. I don't know how many reps he's going to get during the course of a regular game. Braylon is going to take the majority of them, and I think Chez will take most of the rest. They're going to try to work Isaac in there in some capacity because I think he's too good not to see the field, whether that's just getting the ball to him in space, using him in jet sweeps. He could be a potential pass catcher. He was originally brought in as a wide receiver. He was the best wide receiver in, in the Indianapolis, Indiana area when he was a high school senior. So there's a lot of talent there. Um, but I, clearly I think he's the number three coming into the season. Jesse, before we let you go, let's talk about the defensive side of the ball. Um, obviously you lose your top two tacklers. Who's the guy besides, obviously, they're, they're All-American that they're bringing in or their second-team All-American. Who's the other guy that you need to keep an eye on on that Badgers defense? Well, the, the number one guy is going to be Nick Herbig. Uh, he led all Big Ten underclassmen last season with nine sacks when he was a sophomore. I fully expect him to have an All-American type of year and potentially go the Leo Chanel route where he declares with the NFL draft after his junior season. Now, I realize that is putting a ton on Herbig, and he's got a lot of different pieces around him, but he is that talented. Um, Keanu Benton, obviously, the other guy that uh, most people probably know. I think this secondary is going to surprise some people. They lost all four starters who were seniors last season, and yet I think this secondary has a chance to be as good, if not better. A lot of that is because it's bolstered by the transfer portal. And and one name that I would throw out there is UCLA transfer Jay Shaw. This is a guy who started five games for UCLA last year and yet still managed to be a second-team all-pack 12 pick. Uh, Has that kind of lockdown cornerback mentality. But I think this defense has a chance to be one of the best in the country yet again. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to be number one like they were last year in some of those major statistical categories. But it's not a bad spot to be in that you could potentially be a top five, top ten defense. And if Wisconsin can ride the defense and the run game with a better passing game, then the Badgers have a chance to win the Big Ten West and, and get a shot at the conference title. Oh, that would be awesome. Uh, Jesse, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Great stuff, man. Thanks. Take care. And that was Jesse Temple from uh, The Athletic, covers the Badgers.